0: Welcome to the Take 5 podcast from Fortinet. You give us a few minutes and we provide cybersecurity insights based on the current trends impacting today's technology leaders. This podcast taps into the experience from the Fortinet Field CISO team, focusing on cybersecurity strategies for addressing cyber risk. I'm your host, Courtney Radke, Fortinet's Field CISO for Retail and Hospitality. And today, we're talking with Troy Amet, Fortinet's Field CISO for Healthcare and Life Sciences. He's going to talk a little bit about security strategies for addressing cyber risk in healthcare. Welcome, Troy. Hey, Courtney. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always good to chat with you. So let's jump in here and broadly talk about cyber risk. If, if you had to characterize it in, in healthcare uh, life sciences, how would you characterize the cyber risk in healthcare today?
1: Yeah, you know, so... Um... Healthcare is comprised of many subverticals, right? So you've got hospitals and clinic systems. That's, you know, very traditional. You've got health plans with millions and millions of, or billions of patient records. Uh, the pharmaceutical industry, medical device manufacturers, and and finally to round that out, senior and long term uh, care services. Uh, healthcare also represents almost twenty percent, so eighteen percent of the GDP, or about 4.3 trillion in spending just in the US alone. So the ecosystem is very large, complex and represents a significant opportunity for the threat actors to attack, mm-hmm. right? It's a big broad area. The environment's also very distributed. So you've got 5,000 health systems using very common systems that all likely have actually the same vulnerabilities um, and haven't necessarily been hardened from a cybersecurity perspective. From their inception or during development so some of those systems and some of that landscape includes you know electronic medical records obviously some retail space with having Mm -hmm. cafeterias and processing um, payment card information that admissions and that type of thing you've got connected medical devices that are running old and outdated operating systems and that have been in kind of an ecosystem that haven't been able to be updated because of Of FDA regulations it's good to see some of those change so that those devices can then have a cybersecurity lifecycle going forward in the future and now you've got emerging virtual care platforms you've got new platforms out there with new front ends and new back ends that you know maybe haven't been as hardened as what they should be and and then lastly we're in the very early stages of clinicians using ML machine learning and AI integrated to the patient care delivery system
0: yeah you, you, you know you talked about how some of you know our verticals are blending together where you know retail especially in food service and other things are kind of making their way into healthcare but you know the the larger impact i would have to think is is not livelihood because you know in retail it's it's really about livelihood but it's it's about life you know there's there's yeah. a major risk um, that's here so maybe describe what's at risk should should there be a cyber attack in healthcare large healthcare systems we've, we've seen it right what's at risk?
1: Yeah, so the adversaries have, have definitely found a way to directly impact patient care and safety. There's no doubt it's been documented. We've seen multiple events. You know, that's really centered around a lot of ransomware attacks and DDo- more recently DDoS attacks that have shut down operations. So, you know, I think, you know, within our FortiGuard labs and what I'm seeing with my colleagues in the space is the first thing they're going after is is the underlying infrastructure, you know, things like, Domain controllers, DNS servers that really run and operate and support the entire environment. Um, so, what happens in a large health system when a ransomware or DDoS attack, you know, occurs? And more specifically, around a ransomware attack. So, first, it's communication systems. These health systems have thousands of phones. They rely upon email for many of their clinical workflows. Think about IP-based overhead paging. When the network is down, they can't do code reds or safety codes or even deploy rapid response teams to places like, you know, cardiology and ICUs, so it's very dangerous. Uh, Electronic medical records and ancillary systems for, you know, doing things like medication administration, you know, operating the pharmacy, providing lab results, and then the integration between ER and radiology becomes a challenge. What do we see from that is a lot of health systems really have to go down to, you know, emergency management procedures. They have to shut down elective surgeries. In some scenarios, do ER diversion. So they're shutting down their ER and sending those patients maybe to another uh, another location. However, if you look at rural health, um, you can't do ER diversion, right? If you're a rural health facility and the next facility is 100 or 200 miles away, you know the, the electronic system, it isn't an option to divert patients. Um, further down the chain though as as these ransomware attacks affect organizations for greater than two weeks we're seeing retail pharmacies impacted because you get a wave of patients coming in that need refills of their prescriptions so e-prescribing becomes a challenge new appointment management and then a lot of health systems they're the largest employer in town right they've got the largest number of employees so processing payroll for thousands of thousands of clinicians and employees across the health system becomes a challenge. And then a couple of things lastly that I want to touch on is supply chain. So if you look at a brand new large, uh, you know, um, uh, hospital today, sitting right next to that, which a lot of people don't see is a huge warehouse. You know, these facilities are taking in thousands and thousands of pounds of, uh, of supplies, whether it's food, medication, linens. Well, they have to process all of that supply chain electronically, and that becomes a challenge as well. So it's all very integrated. It's all very connected. And that's why the risk is so high.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you don't think about it uh, on the surface, what it really takes to to pull all of this off in, in a large or even a small healthcare system, everything, all of the connected systems, all of the logistics that you just talked about, the minutiae, all of those things, I would have to think they have created much more complexity than we've ever had before, and and I know it. My conversations, it often comes up in yours, the complexities. That's a huge challenge. That's one of the things that technology leaders are really trying to wrap their heads around of how do I, how do I reduce this complexity without reducing my ability to support, you know, my business or or my patients in this case. So maybe talk a little bit about how complexity is creating hurdles um, that prevent proper cyber defense in healthcare
1: yeah, so I think one of the things with healthcare and life sciences organizations that are very large and complex and are really challenged at reducing comp that the duplication. so they've got a lot of duplication, whether it's different systems and then a lot of complexity. So the factors of reducing complexity and duplication in my position, in my opinion are due to you know organizations doing way too many mergers and acquisitions than they're probably governed to set up and and be successful with. A lot of physicians and clinicians really liking their specific setup, which becomes very individualized and creates more complexity. Uh, Some scenarios, unfortunately, you've got weak or poor governance. And then reimbursement challenges. I don't want to leave this out because there's a lot of challenges with reimbursement, revenue challenges within today's health systems, preventing the ability for the health system to take on strategic projects. So doing some of that technology rationalization and consolidation and then reducing some of that technology debt as well. Um, you know, those would be some of the the two I would comment on or a few i would comment on there.
0: Yeah. Uh, MNA activities in, in, in my industry is huge as well. You're, you're basically inheriting risk and you're right. Some of those organizations, they like what they have, they like their setups and it, it, it creates more sprawl and, and more challenges to kind of support those environments. So I, I would have to think, you know, um, cyber readiness could be a key to managing risk you know what what advice would you have for leaders in healthcare to just improve their cyber readiness
1: yeah so i think first starting out is you know if you've got a large complex organization that's very fragmented i think you know move to a centralized governance um overarching governance model for your entire organization this is outside of cybersecurity. this can be the entire organization then within that governance model really adopt a framework, right, a cybersecurity framework that the entire organization is is charging towards. Embedding security into digital and organizational transformation. Um, you can't just be within IT transformation, it's gotta be across the board within, you know, all of those uh, clinical areas. Continually assessing risk because these organizations, well, sometimes it feels like they move slow, there's a lot of change happening, whether it's digital or non-digital workflows, taking a look at all of those. Um, and then lastly, the one thing I really want to, and you you mentioned it along with I, is um, in my last position, you know, over the course of a decade, we we did 23 acquisitions. Some of those acquisitions were, were over a billion dollars and over 20,000 employees in size. And every time we did an acquisition, it took our program a step backwards. So I think incorporating cybersecurity risk into mergers and acquisitions and having a plan to incorporate them. So that you stay efficient and you stay agile, uh, because they really compound each other. If you're if you're not doing that standardization and reducing that risk from mm-hmm. that that merger and acquisition uh, work that you've done in the past, um, it's going to slow you down in the future. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely, I agree. So let's um, let's run this out with a two parter here, then Troy, because it it you know it it's not lost on me that you've sat in the chair, right? So l- let's let's start with. What are, some, what are some strategies that, that can be used to reduce that complexity given the challenges you've just talked about and what healthcare faces? And then maybe, what did you do, right? You were in a leadership chair in healthcare. How did you address improving risk parameters in healthcare industry?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, what's really interesting about that from sitting in the chair. So before I was a CISO, I ran a lot of our digital digital strategy, digital transformation and, and migrating uh organization that grown through mergers and acquisitions uh and eliminating one a lot of technology debt but then also doing a lot of app app rationalization moving to one electronic medical record so to that end I say reduce reduce the attack surface get rid of multiple electronic medical records which we see far too time too often within organizations. Uh, I think that can be the best friend of a CISO, right? If you've got less to protect a a smaller attack surface that's more efficient you've got less applications that you that you need to integrate security into integrating things like zero trust and security operations and if you've got multiple technologies at the network level um you know reducing those down and doing consolidation there technology debt this is an issue that healthcare due to its culture historically of running phone systems way too long for 20, 30 years in some scenarios, running connected medical devices like an MRI and a CT machine for 15 years without changing it at all and then now connecting them to the network. So this is something historically and culturally that healthcare needs to move away from in reducing that technology debt. And really the CISO needs to champion that with the CTO and the CIO to support them, not only that, hey, this equipment needs to be needs to be, um a refresh from a reliability perspective, but also from a cybersecurity perspective. Uh, and then, lastly, the thing you know, from sitting in the chair, I think making sure before you advance to too many advanced security, um, you know, maybe strategies or processes, that type of thing, really look at your foundational security practices. Make sure that you have great asset management. If you don't know what you have, how are you protecting the assets within your environment? Implementing things like zero trust, multi factor authentication within healthcare. Uh, really needs to be done across the board, not just email and 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 maybe a web portal, that type of thing. It, it needs to be holistic within your environment because I'll tell you what, within healthcare, many organizations use the same platforms whether it's your ERP system, your senior living platform, and the adversaries start to learn, well, their multi-factor authentication portal for their ERP and supply chain isn't turned on across most health systems. They're going to start to target those. So, right. so in the forefront of, of implementing technology like that as well,
0: yeah. I think all too often we try to jump for the next you know shiny thing or, or the next great tool, which sometimes they're needed. But honestly, some good people and and process can go a long way. You know, before you even look at putting that other technology in, Troy. You, you mean that they we don't just replace all of our hardware every two years? That doesn't happen. It sits there for yeah. five, ten, fi- yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, we all we all too often see that. So. Well, Troy, I appreciate the insights that you that you provided here. Uh, and thank you for you know just sharing your thoughts on the securing the healthcare and life sciences industry. Thank you. And thanks everybody else for joining us uh, for this episode of Take Five. For more information about healthcare, visit our website at www.fortinet.com slash healthcare. The Take Five prod- Podcast is brought to you by Fortinet securing your digital acceleration with the performance and scale needed to detect and prevent threats across an organization's entire infrastructure, including networks, endpoints, and clouds.